Good morning, and we begin our first day of instruction coming into the morning, perhaps fully aware of the impermanence of things, given the three inches of snow that were on the ground this morning, walking up here, remembering that is how it is, that's nature, that's us, that's what we are actually engaged with coming to have some clarity and understanding about in terms of the constant and ever-changing nature of things. And how the external nature is cooperating to support that lesson. So this mindfulness meditation practice, which is what's being offered here through different practices, um, is a practice around cultivating the capacity and ability to be present moment to moment with awareness, seeing how things are. The Pali word for mindfulness, sati, and some of the tools, some of the practices that we will be uh, offering and that you will be engaging with are the foundational components of satipatthana, which is the part of the Dhamma that the Buddha left and taught. So knowing that there is a presence here of people that are new to meditation and that there are some of you who are new to this form of meditation. And there are those of you who are new to IMS. And there are those of you that have some practice. For those of you who have practice, I invite you to come to this morning's sit with beginner's mind. To take this as an opportunity to refresh, rejuvenate, re-enliven, embolden the practice that you've been up to, whether it's been for a year or 20 years. Because you've never been here at this moment with this practice. So always an opportunity to take a look. Take a look to see how can I deepen? How can I cultivate this skill, this capacity to be with things as they are through engaging with this practice. Oftentimes, especially initially moving into a retreat in the first day or two, we come in with bodies that are contracted, that are uh, full of holding the stress, the activity, the responsibilities, the emotions, thoughts, the stories, the relationships that we engage with and that uh, visit us as we live our lives. So really allowing space to just get here, to just land. Understanding that in that process of doing that, Oftentimes there's difficulty, there's discomfort, there's perhaps even the uh, seemingly non-capacity for the mind to still. So no worries about that. We're not into striving and forcing things to be other than they are. We're actually wanting to spend time seeing how things are. So as Pam spoke to last night in terms of um, welcoming all that is without judgment, with compassion and kindness for ourselves, just allowing it to be as it is and seeing how that is. Moving through our lives in 
the day-to-day way, we're often lost, not even present. And then we find at the end of the day, the body's tense or we go to the food or the television or the phone, the computer, in an attempt to uh, divert or not recognize how it is in the moment. The other piece, which I spoke to last night a little bit in reference to sloth and torpor, you may find during the sits today or during this sit this morning that there is some some tiredness, some sleepiness. This too needs the allowing, the opportunity to investigate, ah, this is tired in the body. This is tired in the heart. This is tired in the mind. What we're engaging with with this practice and this coming into retreat is actually against the stream of the conditions of the cultures that we live in. Taking time to pause, to rest, to understand. A big piece of why we start with the breath and the body on retreat is to really highlight and ground ourselves in embodiment as this is the way we come to know and understand and act in the world through these senses of the body hearing, smelling, seeing, tasting, feeling, and thinking. So what will move us along towards freedom is really coming to know these mind hearts, becoming intimate, as Nakaway spoke to, becoming familiar, as Pam spoke to, through these sights, sounds, odors, flavors, touches, and thoughts that make up a day, that make up a life. By giving and paying attention in a relaxed, non-judgmental way to these sensations that arise and pass away, in the body. It's an opportunity to offer ourselves a gift and just to underscore that concept or that understanding of impermanence. We also engage with the breath in that way because it's always available to us. We don't need to do anything special. Understanding that as we begin to take up this practice at this moment in the initial stages of retreating, whether we're practiced or not. Sometimes it's challenging or difficult to find the breath, stay with the breath, investigate the in-breath. Is it deep breath? Is it shallow breath? Is it warm? Is it cool? Really, Spending the time to pay attention. That's the training. The objective is not the breath. The objective of the practice is to be present and to know things as they are, which then leads to wisdom, which then leads to freedom. So... Sitting, sitting in a relaxed, yet erect, noble posture. 
allowing the attention to notice how it is sitting there on the cushion or in the chair. Feet planted on the floor. Ankles crossed on the cushion. Relaxing. Making sure that the body settles. Head on neck. Shoulders released and down. Chest open. Abdomen relaxed. Back supported. Knees supported. Buttocks solidly planted on the chair or the cushion. Hands relaxed. Noticing perhaps if there is a tension or a pressure of the closed eyes. In this form we're teaching gentle closed eye meditation. However, if that doesn't work for you at all, after giving it a try, you can have the eye slightly opened, landing the sight just about a foot in front of you in a soft and gentle way. Once moving into posture, there feels to be some gatheredness and settledness there. Bringing the attention to the breath. Noticing where that's most present for you. Is it the rising and falling of the chest? The in and out of the abdomen? Or maybe the sensation of the air passing in and out at the nostril? Just noticing and feeling into where it may be most useful and helpful in supporting you in engaging with practice of the awareness of the breath. Noticing if the chin is raised, lowering it a bit. So it pulls the neck up straight. And continuing to allow the body to just become settled and quiet, relaxed, in a gentle way. Establishing a sense of presence with the body. If there's some bumpiness or roughness in entering in, it might help to take a couple of deep breaths. This can help establish connection with the body breath. And also to settle the mind a bit. In turning your attention to the breath in an easy and natural way, allowing it to come and go 
in and out without interference. We're not trying to make the breath do anything. We're creating the space of allowing the breath to be as it is. As you're sitting, especially if this is not a normal activity that your body has engaged with, allowing the body to settle and perhaps experiencing some challenge or discomfort with the position that you've chosen or how you're sitting in the position. After seeing how it is, if it's too uncomfortable, if it's too uh, challenging to keep the attention with the breath, it's okay to adjust your posture. Just doing that in a mindful way, doing that with attention and intention. As we continue to work with the breath and cultivating this capacity to be with the present moment of direct experience, staying with the breath as long as you can. Knowing and understanding that that may be a nanosecond. And noticing that. The foundational element of this breath practice is to be able to notice or to wake up or to get present when our mind has been hijacked into story or emotion or judgment or challenge and discomfort. So we're not doing this practice to turn away from or escape or not allow what is to be, whether it be challenging or not. But is to be able to make the choice not to go down that road and feel grounded and strengthened uh, by waking up and remembering, ah, I'm sitting. Engaging in this practice to strengthen the power of our mind to focus and see clearly. Noticing the clear example or the clear process of arising and passing away with the breath. allowing any experience that may be happening in the moment to just move through like clouds floating across the sky or leaves moving down a stream.
seeing that and allowing it to move. And once again, in this training, remembering to engage the intention directed towards the breath. Again, bringing kindness to this activity that we're engaged with, knowing that there's nothing wrong if there's a plethora of thoughts in the mind or if the body is agitated and having difficulty stilling. It's a process that we're moving through. And the breath actually serves as an anchor. So we're not caught out there afloat in the middle of the ocean not knowing where we are. Also, just acknowledging that for some of us, perhaps this choice of taking on this practice and landing solidly in the body, where the body is not necessarily a safe or easy place to be, that too is a reality. So as you continue to engage the breath and the body, if there is overwhelm there, to notice that. And if the breath is too subtle, if the breath is not enough to hold as an anchor, You can find a resource spot, maybe an earlobe or an elbow or a knee, a spot where there's no energy on it that's safe. And you can engage that spot as your anchor. And that, too, is just how it is. So I'll be quiet now. As we follow through with coming to know how things are in this moment. As we come to know this body. As we come to know this breath. As we come to know this moment.
hearing, <coughs> breath. Tired, breath. Thinking, breath. Remembering and waking up to this moment. So we did it. Moved through our first morning sit. Opened our eyes to the sun coming out. And the freshness of a new day. So I have a couple of announcements. And hopefully as we move through the retreat, there will be less and less of them. But certainly in the beginning, there's continual information till we hit our groove that can be helpful in supporting you through the day. So yesterday, uh, Rodney, in all the various information that he gave you, spoke of retreat support. And um, unfortunately, last night, neither of the persons who are in that role were able to be with us, so you could get a visual and an energetic connection. So this morning, um, I'd like to introduce Karin, who is right here, uh, who is one of the su- retreat support persons. You'll meet the other person tomorrow. Um, and as you may or may not have been able to determine yesterday, retreat support is an integral part of IMS and retreats, and even who we are as a team of teachers. Um, That Karen and Mindy, that's the other person, that their role is to really support and um, engage with you in a way that is helpful for you practicing. You know, and we're, uh, the teachers, we're engaging with 94 of you in various ways as well as doing all the other 
teacher accoutrement things. And so Karen and Mindy really helped to fill the void, step into the spaces where we're unable, or if you need more time, or have a question, or experience some real distress, um, they're available to support. So one of them is here all the time. They change and and switch off, but one of them is here 24-7 to engage. And Karin, is there anything particular or specific that you'd like to say? Okay. Okay. So that's Karin. And uh, I'm sure you'll get to know her over the four or five days. So today, the practice meetings begin. We're kind of jumping in because it's a valuable bit of time we have with each other. So I don't know if you all noticed, but the board is the communication center. And uh, last night, there were lists put up of names of people who will be meeting with us today. Uh, Nakaway, myself, Pam, and Tuari. And uh, Shelley will be sitting in with Pam and myself today. Um, And you'll be in groups of five or six, maybe one group of seven. It's an opportunity for questions, getting support, connecting, allowing us to see how you're doing, allowing you to see how we're doing, um, and just continuing in another form, sangha. Sometimes the big group is, can be challenging for some. And so we're going to be getting that this morning at 9.30. So if you haven't already, to check the board, particularly if you are um, a new person, because we're seeing, I think, mostly everyone who's either new to meditation fully, totally, or new to IMS today. So check the board. And if your name is not up there today for some reason, um, it will be up there tomorrow. We're seeing groups tomorrow also. Uh, practice leaders. So there's another sign-up. I'm thinking that Rodney spoke to this yesterday. And uh, understanding it's challenging. It might not even be a consideration if you're new and just trying to find your way. But for those of you who have some practice experience, for those of you who have sat here at IMS, it's really helpful since we're moving into groups today, group meetings today, we're not going to be available this morning for coming into the sits. So uh, it would be greatly appreciated. And another aspect to your practice, um, if you took up the mantle of practice leader for one of the sits uh, today or tomorrow, and the sign-up is on the board as well. And then lastly, I think, um, this evening at the 7.30 Brahma Vihara sit, we'll begin the sit with the technology ceremony. So we won't be paying homage to technology, but uh, we will be renouncing it. And renunciation is actually another very valuable component of this practice and of being on retreat to give ourselves the space and the gift of really, really putting down releasing, letting be all of those uh, aspects of life. I mean, you know, you basically, you don't have to do anything but practice. The bell rings, there's food. The bell rings, you get up. The bell rings, there's a sit. <laughs> all you have to do is show up with your full presence, which can be supported and aided by renouncing the iPads, the cell phones, computers. I've been on retreats where big laptops are brought up. So whatever it is to, partly why we're having it this evening is we wanted to allow a little bit of time for you to really engage with that for yourself and to notice how it is in the body, to notice how it is in the mind, to notice how it is in the heart as you contemplate disconnecting. 
Sometimes that's the only way we can come to understand how really addicted we are to things. How this new age uh, hindrance is showing up. And you'll hear more about hindrances, I'm sure, in one of the other mornings. So that's the opportunity. So after lunch, the uh, tape and the pins and the... uh, I don't know if they're using... um, what do you call them? Sandwich bags. Ziploc bags. That you can put your phones in, write your names on them. And then bring them this evening uh, to the sit at 7.30 and we'll, we'll have a little release ceremony. So I think that's it for announcements. Anything else? Great. So now I'm going to hand it over to Tawari who is going to introduce another practice called Walking meditation. I am going to introduce the greatest practice of uh, meditation retreats in uh, two minutes. I don't think walking meditation gets as much uh, respect as the sitting meditation does. We seem to spend a lot of time talking about sitting. But when you're on a retreat, you can quickly begin to realize that the walking meditation is fundamental to our capacity to sit. And it comes, it must have something, scientist or someone better than I, it has something to do with the movement of the body, that somehow what we do when we're sitting, the dots get put together when we walk. So connecting your sitting to a walking period becomes fundamental. Some of the greatest insights you'll have will probably come during a walking period. Um, The second part of it that makes it so important is because uh, our energy needs to balance between sitting for, uh, for the course of a day. You sit a lot, and that walking and sitting uh, balances the walking balances out the energy level, so the tiredness and the the uh, restlessness and all of that energy kind of gets balanced through the periods that we are walking. Um, and I think probably the the last reason why walking is so important is because it creates continuity, meaning that if you sit. And then just about the time for the bell, you start getting stiller. The bell rings. You get up and you go and get some tea and do whatever you need to do. And then that sit comes back. You're almost starting all over again. But if you hold these walking periods as the same as you hold what you're sitting, it builds this continuity. And gradually the mind and body begin to work together and settle. So I'm just going to show you a couple of steps on how to do the walking. I think in the beginning, when you first start a a retreat, your walking energy is going to be very different. So maybe halfway through the retreat, we'll do this again. But the idea is your attention is going to go on your, it's the feet. What I think of is your energy is going to go somehow in the body. But I think there are three ways you can do it. The first way would be you. everybody's going to find a path, 10, maybe 15 paces in front of them. You don't want a long period because you, you might find yourself getting lost in going somewhere, the mind thinking it's going somewhere. So 10, maybe 15 paces. And then um, your energy level may be different. Some of you may walk really fast. Because your energy is really high and you're just walking really fast, some of you may walk really, really slow. Whether you walk fast or slow has nothing to do with uh, how deep your concentration is. It's just where your energy level happens to be and it's where you're finding the most support. Um, But you want to keep your attention on your feet or the movement. So a couple ways I've learned to do it. Is uh, one is knowing that this one leg is moving, and knowing that one leg is moving. That's one way to do it. So you just know that you're taking a left step or a right step. I have two broken ankles, so I always have a hard time <laughs> actually balancing. The second way you could think of it 
in walking is um, just knowing that you're making contact your foot to the floor. So you can feel your whole foot, one whole foot, one whole step. I like Sharon Salzberg. She always says, just this step. And then you go to the next one, just this step. So can you know that you're taking the whole step on the floor? So you can use your leg. You could take and use the bottom of your foot for the contact. And the last one, as you begin to settle, you can find that you can notice that the body actually shifts to one side and that you lift one foot up, it goes forward and you place it down. So it's almost like four spots. You like just have this shifting, this lifting, this forward and this placing. And gradually you begin to pay attention to that, those three aspects. Um, let me just make sure I haven't... So, we want to connect this walking to sitting. So, when you get up from your sitting, pay attention that the posture is changing. Uh, One way to think about it is, in the course of our day, we spend more time moving than we do just sitting. So, learning to pay attention when we're moving becomes really, really, really important. So pay attention when the body gets up and it's standing. When you get to your spot, you're standing. Walk, stop, standing, turn around, walk, stop, standing. And that process of walk, stop, standing helps the body stay attuned and the mind to stay attuned in the body. Stay with the body the whole time. And it creates a habit that the body associates uh, walking with sitting. So, I think I'll leave it there. So, uh, just two things. I just wanted to add one thing to what Tawari said. Um, So there's the walk, stop, standing, and turning, right? Because you're going to turn direction to go back and to maintain presence of mind as you move through the whole activity of that practice. So you're walking, you stop, you turn, you stand, and then you walk. And really bring attention to each moment of that process because that's the training component to the mind. You you turn, turn. You want to be present and settled and gathered. Uh, So the other thing I just wanted to say was anyone who's meeting with me will come to room 203. Anyone who's meeting with Pam will go to room 204. Anyone who's meeting with Nakaway will go to room 200. And anyone who's meeting with Tuari will go to 208. And that's also on the board, but I just want it to, auditory, I want, it, want you all to hear that. And they're all right up, you go up the steps right outside when you come out the meditation hall, and we're all down that hall, all of those rooms. Oh, okay, and they're... It could be really pleasant to walk outside in the snow, but just in case that's not your thing, (laughs) there are four uh, dedicated walking spaces. So there's the lower walking hall, which is right right underneath, actually here, right underneath the meditation hall. Um, And then there is a walking space in Shanti House um, at the very end to the left. And then there are two... Lower Corona and and right out here, of course. So uh, plenty of places to walk. Enough for all 94 of us, even though half of you will be in meetings. So lots of space. Have a... Yeah. So have a good day of practice. And uh, in terms of finishing up the walking piece, there's no walking here in the meditation hall. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs>